Let us pray. God of timeless grace, you fill us with joyful expectation. Make us ready for the message that prepares the way, that with pure hearts and holy joy, we may eagerly await the advent of your Son's kingdom. In this moment of proclamation, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, for you are our strength and our salvation. This we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So glad that you are here today. So let's just go ahead and get it out there. Yes, I have on new glasses. And it is wonderful now to be able to actually see your beautiful faces. But I am glad that you are here. Uh, today was uh, a difficult day for some of us, particularly those uh, that lived in Homewood. Uh, the storms last night were pretty severe, and I know that affected uh, some here in our congregation and know that we are thinking and praying for you and for your neighborhood and any way that your church family can help, uh, we would be more than happy uh, to do so. You may not have noticed it, but today, other than the weather, is sort of odd, a bit out of kilter, maybe even discordant. Now, I'm not talking about the music. The music is beautiful. The music is glorious, just as it always is here at Highlands. I'm referring to the gospel lesson that I just read, the story of John the Baptist. The music of Handel is refined, soaring, and rich. The story of John the Baptist is rough, jarring, you might even say a little out there, all the way out there in that place called the wilderness. One person, Handel, was an accomplished composer from the 18th century who lived in the heart of the bustling city of London. The other, John the Baptist, a weird-looking, gruff-sounding New Testament prophet who lived out in the middle of nowhere. One wrote music that inspired people, people like the king and the queen of England. The other preached to outcasts and to sinners, nobodies, bathing them, baptizing them in the River Jordan. You can't get more polar opposite. Truth is, this is what can happen when Christmas Eve falls on the same Sunday as the fourth Sunday of Advent. Everything gets bumped up. 
in the lectionary and the music and all of our wonderful and glorious plans. And so on this beautiful music day, we get John the Baptist. And it creates odd combinations. It's a bit of a wonky beginning to the Christian year. So today we have the theme of joy and we have the theme of preparation. Now at first I thought this is not going to work. It's like wearing shorts to an evening formal or serving bean dip at a beautiful wedding reception. They just don't go together. Then I reread the prophet Isaiah, the, the backdrop, the precursor to John the Baptist. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill made low. The even ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then, listen for this word, then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. It would seem the glory of the Lord is revealed in such odd combinations or odd pairings where valleys are lifted up, mountains made low, even ground made level, rough places, a plain. I call it glory in the wilderness. God's truth has this odd way of pairing up with odd people in odd places at odd times in our lives. And the most peculiar thing of all about it, it matches perfectly with the story of the nativity. We open the service today with the beautiful English carol once in Royal David City. People absolutely love that hymn. I get asked every year, what Sunday are we going to sing that hymn? Because I want to make sure that I'm going to be there. It was originally written as a poem for children, then later on set to music. You can almost hear the voice of a child in the melody. And certainly it reminds us that there's so much about this season that speaks to children and the child that is within us. Yet, on the other side, there is that odd pairing again. Royal David City, the town of Bethlehem, was a difficult place for Mary and for Joseph. 
we make it sound beautiful. Almost like a resort. But the truth is that it was a struggle for them. They traveled to Bethlehem, as we know, late in Mary's pregnancy, all for a census to, so they could then pay taxes. None of that sounds fun. Then upon arriving, there was no room for them, and so she gave birth, and we make it sound so pretty, she gave birth in a stable. She gave birth among the livestock. That's anything but lovely. And yet, we see it that way now. One of my daily habits is to read the news in the mornings, either at home or when I get into the office. I do not recommend it. Uh, particularly if you want to start your day off on a happy note. I recently read, maybe some of you saw this article, I recently read where the modern day city of Bethlehem is canceling their usual Christmas celebrations. I mean, they will celebrate Christmas, but not like they've done in the past. While tourism is a major source of income for the city. Given the war in Gaza and unrest in the West Bank, it doesn't feel right to them to be celebrated, nor is it safe. Palestinian Christians are suffering just as Israelis and Palestinian Muslims are suffering. Bethlehem, way back then and now, is a mess. The world is a mess. This Advent and Christmas, it feels like hatred and violence has fallen over us, like a a darkness or, or, or a pall over our world. And not just way over there, where sadly we have become accustomed to conflict, but here, here at home as well. In this, this struggle, this great conflict, we recognize or come to the recognition that all of humanity is connected. We do not live in isolation from one another, no matter how hard we might try. Maybe God is trying to tell us something or Show us something by constantly pairing glory with the wilderness. Prophets with Jesus. Joy with preparation. Handel with John the Baptist. We are all connected. We are all in relationship as one human 
family. Sometimes we have to be in the wilderness to see that truth. For you see, glory isn't just about feeling good or happy or accomplished. It's about recognizing God. It's about recognizing beauty in all of creation, in all of human life. It is about when heaven and earth come together, not just in the music, as beautiful as it is, but also when heaven and earth come together in here, in our hearts. Y'all hear me quote from her often. She is my favorite preacher and theologian. Barbara Brown Taylor gives an excellent description of the world, the timing of things during the ministry of John the Baptist. She writes, It was a world that would be built out of new materials, not the rearranged stones of the old religion. The Holy Spirit had gotten all but covered up in Jerusalem with pretend piety and temple taxes and priestly hocus-pocus. So God moved it out into the wilderness where the air was sharp and clean, out under the stars where it was fanned by the most socially unacceptable character anyone could have imagined. Dressed in animal hair with pieces of tan hide around his waist, his breath heavy with locusts and wild honey, John proclaimed that someone was coming. Someone so spectacular that it was not enough simply to hang around waiting for him to arrive. It was time to get ready to prepare the way so that when he came, he would walk a straight path right through their doors. Now this may sound silly to you, but I think that one thing we can do to prepare, to be in preparation, and hear me on this, to get out more. To get out more. What I mean by that is that we have become accustomed to the way things are in our well-established routines rather than the way things can be. The way God is calling them to be. Now I realize that may not be possible for everyone. But if fear is holding you back. The wilderness, those rough places in life, might be a good place to go, even if it's just for a brief visit. I realize that can be extremely difficult. 
especially if our routines provide us some form of security in a very uncertain world. Start small. Recognize something in your life that needs to change. And begin to take steps in addressing it. However small those steps need to be. Allow room for God to speak to you through people who are different. Maybe even people with a different point of view. One universal thing that I notice, isolation in its various forms, is killing us. We thought we kind of liked it during COVID and quickly realized it was bad for the soul. Bad for the soul. Get out there. See not only the world as it is, but the way God is remaking it. You know, it is one thing to celebrate annually this season we call Christmas. It is an entirely different thing to actually prepare for it. I'm not talking about decorations and presents and parties, as wonderful as those things are. I'm talking about making a place in our lives where Jesus can actually have an impact, can make a change. Worshiping Him and following Him are two different things. Worship itself is a routine. One I highly recommend. But easy for us to become accustomed to certain things. Actually following Jesus is an up and down, twists and turns journey. And we are called to both. Not because we have to, or it's some form of an obligation, because it's God's way of bringing balance to our lives. It's an odd pairing, an odd combination, I know. But there's glory in the wilderness if we're willing to go there. Whether in Bethlehem or a desert, Jesus likes to meet us in odd places. Because that's where the human and the divine come together what we Christians call the Incarnation. One of the oddest pairings of them all. Amen.